It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hey, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at SteeDDNFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And it's another book review. So this is the one that I promised to do, lads. It's the off season. And I'm not going to leave you in the lurch. Um, I'm not going to hit you with some concept jerseys. All right. Um, I'm not going to do the other stuff of like... There's loads of stuff. There's loads of content you can do. But I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to do book reviews, evergreen stuff. So it's look... It's coming up the holiday season, lads. Sun's out, guns out. Uh, you know, whip out the old arms. Uh, the the aluminous shorts, shorts with flowers on it, short sleeve t-shirts, and I'm wearing my silly headphones again. Now I did go with the Bose, which was the small one. So if anyone's watching the video podcast, you'll see this. I'm going for the big mufflers now because I wasn't quite happy with the sound levels of the last one. So I put it down to the quality control, which is also me. And I didn't like it, so I'm after switching to this one, which better allows me to A, look silly, uh, B, cover more of my face, um, and also monitor the sound levels, which I'm looking at right here. So if I'm getting distracted, I'm either looking at the notes or the sound levels. Um, but anyway, how has everybody been? Are you surviving in this off-season? Now, do we have thousands of listeners to the podcast? Yes, we do. Um, do I have thousands of watchers on YouTube? No, I have like... 40 people. We've got 300 subscribers, but only like 20 views on the last Jason Will They excerpt. Uh, now, maybe, lads, you, you could be a number of things. You're not a big into YouTube. You hate my face. Um, You know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Just get onto YouTube, watch it, consume it, enjoy it, um, and all the rest. Cause, because, more importantly, lads, it takes me a very long time to do it <laughs> video takes ages unbelievably so but anyway back to this oh a bit of housekeeping before i get on to this book review but what i'm saying is is it's, it's summer because sometimes I, I edit the podcast and i'm like it's too late to go back and correct what i meant to say there uh, but what i mean to say is it's summer so you're going on holidays so you're going to bring a book or bring this one or jerry kramer which is another one that i did uh that, that was my point because i know i'd be editing that after and i'd be like oh my god steven stick to the goddamn point so that's the point going on holidays get a book read it and i'm hoping that this is helpful for you um but anyway housekeeping the july raz the 1919 club items are up first prize is a morgan burnett signed jersey the second prize is a jared cook signed football so two very different items uh entry four pounds how do you do it Go onto our page. Um, we put the link all over social media. So make sure you get all over that. Um, and you'll see where to where to sign up for that. It's 1919club on ukpackers.co.uk. Uh, so get on there. It Look, lads, it allows you to enter a draw of four quid and potentially walk away with a jersey worth about £120 or a signed football worth about 60 to £70. They all come with certificates of authenticity. Um, and again... Like we have signed March, you'll see signed March around here. And I'm actually got the flag behind me that I've got signed by a bunch of Packers players over in Green Bay when we go on our annual trip, which I'll raise now for like 30 seconds. Um, but yeah, spend four quid and get some signed March. We do not stock anything that we that isn't genuine, that doesn't come with a, a COA. So if someone, you know, contacts and says, oh, I've got this thing, um, it doesn't have authenticity, he could be in his basement signing that. So we always make sure that we have certs for all of the stuff that we get in uh, to protect you. And also, like I'll say, and I'll probably end up flashing on the screen, 
Um, if you want an item, uh, by all means, get in contact and we'll try price the item and get it over for you for as cheap as possible because it's all of, it's a fan club, lads. We just want to get the signed merch in your hands for as cheap as possible. If we can import everybody's together and get them in and pay the import charges and spread them across, uh, well, then everybody gets it much cheaper. The same with the delivery. All right, that's as simple as it is. Uh, the annual trip, as you can see, uh, the flag has been signed by a bunch of people. We've met Jordy Nelson. Um, I, I would run through the lot, but hit the website and there's like a little thing you can see all of the people that we've met, all the players. So we go autograph hunting, is that not your thing? You get to go to Lambeau Field. So it's week seven versus the Raiders. Um, it's our cheapest Lambeau holiday yet. So you can uh, talk to Ben at Touchdown Trips and I've put the price on the screen. It's 1,230 after discounts. And as well as that, you can do whatever you want. I mean, you can put that up with other trips and amalgamate all of different things and fly off to different cities. The UK Packers discount applies to anybody who quotes us, gives their membership number and goes over to the States with Ben. So there it is. Anyway, book review. So I've got copious notes again, which the people listening to the audio is fine. Don't worry about it. You won't realize the sort of me sort of shifting back between my uh, notes and the screen and trying to look around this big fat microphone. Um, but I think this book is very, very important for a number of different reasons. And Ralph Hickok, I interviewed Ralph um, in the off season last year. I think it was the off season. Um, I got this book and I was just obsessed with it. Now, I thought I'd heard about this book before because there's another book with a pretty much identical name and an awful lot of the stuff uh, that was used in that book is actually got from this now how did that work so ralph should i go there yet uh maybe i should so i got this book anyway and i read it and i was obsessed with it and it's not a very big book i used to have an english teacher and he was an ex navyman and he had no uh english teaching background never went to college for it i think he got it because he was like friends with the principal and one of his uh, reviews of Shakespeare was, it's a good book, lads. It's a very chunky book. So I'm not going to get that uh, cerebral, which is right. It's uh, There's a prologue and an epilogue and a preface, and there's nine chapters. 181 beautiful pages in this book. And 181 pages um, to the regular reader is nothing. Uh, I read it in two days. Uh, again, there was a commute going into Dublin, and I, I pretty much devoured the whole thing, nearly missing my stop. Ralph Hickok is a great author and has a great backstory to him, and this book has a fantastic backstory. Now, slightly a tragic backstory, I guess, because it didn't sort of pan out the way uh, I guess Ralph probably would have wanted the book to pan out. And but I, I guess I'll, I'll get into that story now. So if you want to sort of you know get into the process of it and hear from the horse's mouth, you can go and listen to that interview with Ralph Hickok. Just type in Ralph Hickok into iTunes or UK Packers or whatever, and you'll find it. Um, now, in preparation for this book review, I re-listened to that again, and he's just—he's a great guy to listen to. Just a super nice guy, and, and a really glittering media career himself. Um, so he wrote a book and decided that he could approach um, Johnny Blood. Now, Ralph himself is a Green Bay native. And in fact, his father was the news editor for the Green Bay Press Gazette. So Ralph, from about the age of eight up to college, used to go in and do the play-by-play -play with his dad and for his dad. And they'd compile the stats. So if there's someone who knows Green Bay and the history of Green Bay, it's Ralph Hickok. He really gets it. And that's exactly why um, he wrote his first book. Uh, he'd met Ralph he'd met uh, Johnny Blood before um, now again maybe I've jumped ahead and who is Johnny Blood McNally he's one of the original Packers let's say um, in the sense that he was one of Curly Lambeau's 
uh, Lambeau. So I don't know why I said that. So Curly Lambeau, like he's uh, Belgian parents. Um, Curly, he's one of Curly Lambeau's uh, sort of go-to guys. He was a prolific player. But the biggest stories around Johnny Blood McNally, and that's why, you know, it's called the saga of Johnny Blood, the vagabond halfback, was because he was just a complete lunatic, really. Um, I like him as well because one of the things that he first said to Ralph when he met him, because I asked Ralph, like, hey, you know, the way I, everyone who listens to the podcast knows by now how Irish I am. Um, I sort of said to him, like, how Irish was Johnny Blood McNally? Johnny McNally, you know? Um, and he's he sort of said to him that it was a badge of pride for him. So when he first met him, that was one of the first things that he said to him. And he got out a piece of paper, which Ralph still has, and wrote down all the six to eight names of all the Irish families that he, he came from. So, like, on both sides of his family, he was entirely Irish from Irish immigrants that came in. Um, which was great so he sort of wore that as a badge of pride now i love that quote and one of the best quotes and what will sort of tell you who this guy is is that uh clark hinkle said who's famous in his own right and uh, next to johnny blood joe name it looks like little lord fauntleroy so i mean if that'll give you an indication of who johnny blood was he was a fantastic player he was a halfback surprise surprise vagabond halfback um and he was just an athletic freak and you know wizard white is a guy uh, who's talked about in this book and again, I'd encourage you to get the book to find out who he is. Um, he goes on and sort of says that, you know, he pulled out the big plays when it mattered. So that's who Johnny Blood McNally was. He was an exciting player on the field and a really complex lunatic off the field. And there's so many stories about him, like climbing the facade of the hotel to get down to the women below to sing Galway Girl to them and woo them. Uh, you know, he tears across America on a bike with an 18-year-old um you know, married girl, and he's not constantly running out of money. And in fact, Curly Lambeau didn't like him because uh, he was at loggerheads with him because he was so popular. And that Johnny Blood turned around and said that, you know, the Green Bay fans probably liked him because you probably end up having a drink with pretty much every one of them. So that was the kind of character he was. And in fact, there was a point, you know, there's a rumor that he wrote his own economics book because, again, like, he seemed like just a lunatic, but also he was incredibly educated, very well read. And that's one of the things that Ralph Hickok says impressed him about Johnny Blood in this book. And again, I'll hold it up if you want to get a good view of that. And I'm sort of waving it around. That just, um, that one thing that impressed him was he was very well read. And not only did he read books, but he also was able to regurgitate stuff and sort of, you know, delve really deeply into it. And in fact, some of the times he'd asked Johnny Blood about you know, a part of his career or his life or, you know, people he played with and he'd go silent and it wasn't because he didn't want to answer, it was because he was, he was thinking about it and he was a very thoughtful guy. So, like I say, uh, the book kind of highlights it really well. He's a contradiction in terms, you know, he can't hold down an education, he keeps bouncing around and getting expelled because uh, he's just a crazy guy. Um, but yet he's very well read and very intelligent at the same time, you know, can't hold down a job, but then ended up going into the Hall of Fame with the Packers by being, um, uh, you know, a halfback. And the relationship that he had with Curly Lambeau was kind of tense at times and about him jumping courtyards to get into his sneak into his room and stuff. There's just, it. This book is chock full of and it is the Bible for Johnny Blood McNally. And the story of this book goes that um, Ralph Hickok, as I said, a Green Bay boy. Uh, always had it in the back of his head that he wanted to be a writer from about 12 to 13 years of age and then had in the back of his head like we all do I guess well I don't know maybe you don't um, about a book idea that you always wanted to write and his was to get into Johnny Blood McNally and find out really who he was because he met him and all of the stories that the other ex-players that he was with in the press box when he was doing the games with his dad used to talk about um, Johnny Blood 
I'll call him from here instead of, uh, you know, like analysts when they keep saying the National Football League is the NFL. You can shorten it. It's fine. Um, so with Johnny Blood, he heard a lot about him and always wanted to delve deeper into his life. So after he wrote his book, approached Johnny and said, hey, here's who I am. Uh, here's who my dad was. And I'd like to write a book about you. Now, Johnny Blood had been approached by multiple different writers and very accomplished writers to write his story because he lived around Minneapolis and St. Paul's um, and he always turned them down. But the funny story, and this is one of the stories that I will tell you from the book, and that is in the interview, so I don't mind telling you, is that he sends him this letter of a Tuesday, you know, and I asked him what did he write in, and he said, you know, just wrote who he was and what he wanted to do and all this type of stuff. And he gets a call on Sunday from Johnny Blood, and he's at home, and Johnny Blood calls him and says, hey, you know, Ralph, I, I got your letter about wanting to write a book about me, um, and he says, I'm outside the, the paper office that you work in, now, he lives a plane ride away, right? Uh, Ralph doesn't live around Green Bay. And so Johnny Blood had received the letter, hadn't responded, got on a plane, rode the plane, to rode the plane. I sound like that girl from Kanye West music video. Uh, so, you know, flew, the, flew in the plane across to this place, rented a car, went up to the newspaper place, parked outside and called Ralph to say to him, hey, I'm here now, this is closed, where's your house? And he pulls up to his house, knocks on his door and within a matter of less than a week, Johnny Blood had not only accepted the fact that Ralph was going to write the book on him, but had flown out to his place and was sitting in his house. And that's what Ralph says, that the process of writing this book took about four and a half to five years. Now, Johnny was 69, 70 years of age when the book was written. Um, but the book never came to be in the sense that, you know, he traveled around with Johnny Blood. He brought around a dictaphone with him and took down words verbatim. He put an awful lot of work into it, went off to Canton, Ohio, um, got into uh, this sort of dinner where only Pro Football Hall of Fame players got into it, and he ended up getting in in a really funny way. I'm not going to ruin it because it's in the book. Um, and, you know, he really put an awful lot of time into it. And when he finished his manuscript, um, Johnny Blood went and sent him a letter and said to him, look, I d it was in 75 or 1976, I don't want you to release the book until I'm gone. And so Ralph said, yep, yeah, that's fine. Um, so Johnny Blood passed away. I think it was 1985, Thanksgiving 1985. So after that, uh, Ralph sent the manuscript to his agent, to his publisher, and said, here's the book about Johnny Blood. And he couldn't sell it to anybody. He couldn't bring it to publishing houses. They didn't want to get involved. They basically told him he didn't play for a New York team, so we don't care. So this was a book that just kind of sat then with Ralph. He didn't do anything with it. Um, and the Packers Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, contacted him because they knew that he'd written the book and they said to him can we get a couple of manuscripts because we're thinking about getting into the publishing business in a way um, and they decided not to do it but people consulted that book this book um, for many years including uh, Cliff Crystal spoke about it an awful lot in articles before it was even published and um, a guy uh, consulted the book and wrote a book and credited Ralph um, and ended up getting his book published, which I think is a bit of a travesty personally, because, you know, this was the original. This is where all the work got put in. And Ralph went around with Johnny and actually became really good friends with Johnny because Johnny Blood and Ralph met up about 25 to 30 times to write this book, uh, you know, for three days at a time or a full week. And Ralph's style was very conversational, was able to get that information out of Johnny Blood just by sort of chatting to him. And they ended up becoming friends. And in fact, a really interesting part about, you know, the nine chapters and the prologue and all the rest, they had the chapters down and the titles of the chapters that pretty much remained unchanged the whole way through. So Ralph said his process was he'd be talking to Johnny 
and he would get it on a dictaphone and he hadn't got a whole lot of money so he'd get it on this dictaphone um, and he'd overwrite the dictaphone but he'd get out his typewriter and write the stuff and, and transcribe it verbatim and that's how we have in this book actual words of johnny blood which i think is fascinating and why is that a big deal well because there's only one surviving picture of johnny blood mcnally playing football for the packers just one and also it's in this book as well if you want to get your hands on it and so i find that fascinating so i think that the work that ralph has done in this book how it's written is fantastic anyway it's only 181 pages so again i'm yearning for more i'd love if there was like a part two or three um, and you know to come across the full story of Johnny Blood is very rare now it goes chronologically so it goes from like when he grew up his relationships with his parents there's a really sad sort of story about um, his relationship with his parents and his dad uh, more so on what happens when he's in college and um, again I'll leave that to if you want to get the book to read about it I don't want to ruin it for you to really because I just immersed myself in it um, so I think it's it's just invaluable the fact that this book never you know had a chance to never get published um and it ended up being published ralph published it himself on amazon so what i would encourage you to do is if this is your thing and i would say that this is one of the best books that i've ever read to be honest and i've read an all as i say i read all the time i read an awful lot of books not in some sort of like ooh, i read an awful lot of books in some sort of pretentious way it's just it's just a thing that i'm into and this is one of the best books that i've ever read so never mind if you're not really into sports books or whatever now Everyone listening to this podcast is a Packers fan, I would imagine, uh, largely so. Now, we do have, you know, people from different teams reading in. But, uh, you know, if sports books aren't your thing, this is just a fantastic life story. You know, this just sort of tells you about from his beginnings all the way through until the very end. And it's just captivating as a read. Now, again, I took copious notes, which I've just completely strayed away from and haven't looked at them really once. Um, so I kind of go through a little bit of my notes just in case there's anything that I've missed uh, in this book and just how how captivating that it is for me, which I've said a million times. So, yeah, one of the things I like is, is that, you know, Ralph was saying that he was talking to high school, his high school class and he spoke about the fact that he'd written the book now for someone to write a book in the first place is a massive achievement for someone to travel around with johnny blood of all people and to get these stories is just a fascinating thing to do and, and, and a colossal achievement so it's only when he was talking to his classmates that they said where is the book like where can we get our hands on it that he decided to go and publish it through amazon himself so look what i will say is is i'm not dropping links in the description oh look drop a link in the description below you know trying to get some sort of like um cash off the book or anything like that type of stuff that's not what we do here um this book search uh vagabond halfback you can get it on amazon.co.uk which is where i got it i think i priced it just before coming on it's about 12 pounds and it's money well spent it's paperback um, and you can get it shipped out to you and i think they but the way that it's done i think the fact that he sort of self-published it is that if you order it on amazon.com they they print off or they have sort of copies or whatever and you can get it within two or three days that's what i got it and i got this within two or three days i thought it was going to come from the states and all the reviews are from the states and that's probably one thing i'd encourage too that if you do get the book and you do enjoy it first off let me know because i'll be very interested to think what you think of the book um, and also leave him a review on amazon.co.uk because it'll help him out um, and i think it's for all of the work that he put into the book and um, it's fantastic um, and another thing as well that i will say about the book and what gives this thing credibility is is that ralph said that one thing that struck him about johnny blood was his memory and johnny blood had been knocked around like every other sort of early player and they said he said that when he met him he still looked like he could play you know he was like 69 70 years of age but he only looked in his 50s and his 
his power of recall was unbelievable and that he corroborated everything that Johnny told him and he everything that he told him was true and he had Ralph went in and was looking at microfilm and any of the time that uh you know Johnny said something and somebody else said something and the the accounts differed Johnny Blood was right 90 to 95 percent of the time which is just incredible also what gives this book credibility is there's so many stories circulating about Johnny Blood um you know all these sort of fantastical mythical urban legends and Johnny Blood comes on and will sort of say to him no no that wasn't true or oh yes that was true and he'll correct him and the only thing that he corrected Ralph on was sort of his factual stuff so now if this was me and I was Johnny Blood and there was such a legend going around about me but all these crazy stories that I did you know getting the Packers exhibition games and getting on you know boats and going across and hanging off the mast at the front of the boat like these are all stories about Johnny Blood and Johnny Blood didn't big himself up shot down the ones that weren't true and upheld the ones that were so there was no bs with him he didn't sort of live in the past and in fact ralph said he was a pretty shy guy um and i tried to delve into you know behind the scenes to like why was johnny blood the way he was and tried to psychoanalyze him like i do you know me and my body language and ralph was saying that he didn't try to psychoanalyze him um, but he, f- he felt that he was kind of like an entertainer and in fact there was a story and again i say it in the interview with ralph so i don't mind saying it here and it's also in the book is that at four years of age, um, Johnny Blood got up onto the top of his house, climbed out onto the gable and onto the front of his house at four years of age and was just sitting there until his dad came home. And his dad came home and had to tell him to get down. And he's, he was telling Ralph, he doesn't know why he did it. He remembers doing it, but he doesn't know why. He can only imagine it was for attention. And he says that that maybe explains some of the stuff that he did, some of the crazy things that he did. And so like that's what sort of shows that Johnny Blood was a really complex guy. Um, but what gives the book credence is exactly that that Johnny Blood was telling him stories and they were all being corroborated and where the two stories differed uh, you know Ralph was able to go back and see that Johnny Blood was actually telling the truth um, yeah so I go into my notes kind of just um, you know a, a couple of the stories but I might leave them out just because I don't want to ruin the book it's quite a short book but only being 181 pages so I don't want to ruin it on you I want to leave that excitement there but a really interesting thing that he does in the book was he talks about Curly Lambeau and his relationship with Johnny Blood and the fact that Curly Lambeau only had one year in college in Notre Dame so he's seen as this like you know mastermind and we all love him and Lambeau feel you know woe be tied we, we say anything bad about him but the, f- the fact of the matter is he did only have one year in college and that was Newt Rockney's first year of coaching as well so when he brought back he had like the Notre Dame box and the Notre Dame um, shift and all this type of stuff but he didn't have a whole lot of experience so Johnny Blood was one of the only characters to be able to stand up go up and correct Curly Lambeau's plays because Curly Lambeau would you know chalk up some stuff that actually physically wasn't possible and Johnny Blood was the only one after consulting with the players and they said yeah Johnny you're the only one who can do it he used to go up and correct it and they had a pretty tumultuous tumultuous uh, relationship as well Curly and Johnny and that's detailed in the book as well and the kind of aftermath of him playing and the fact of you know Curly Lambeau trying to get rid of him and benching him at times um, so that part of it's really interesting as well there's a great game you know play breakdown of just sort of the stuff that he did which you wouldn't be able to get um unless you went through the microfilm yourself and that's what ralph hickok has done for us um in this book as well also you know you sort of you get advice from the grave which is pretty eerie where johnny talks about the players that should be in the hall of fame um, and he talks about uh you know dilvig and um 
Llewellyn and all these characters that you know we Peter our own Peter Jones does be talking about uh, to get in to the Hall of Fame. So uh, you know he sort of vouches for these guys and says like I'm in. They should definitely be in. So it's great to see and you know we have that sort of the anniversary of the Hall of Fame where they're going to be getting more senior players in. So maybe some of these guys are in a shout uh, this time around. Uh, do we have anything else to say from? Um, yeah, the final thing is is I asked Ralph did. Johnny ever try to remove anything from the book? Was anything ever said? And then he turned around and said, because I was conscious that he turned around and said to Ralph, don't release it until I'm gone. So was he ashamed of anything that he said or had he told him a story then going further than that? And he was like, no, no, I I don't want to talk about that because he famously didn't talk about his first wife at all with Ralph. And he was married for between seven to 10 years to his first wife. Um, again, not that it's any of our business, but I just thought that he was very open with some parts, but not open with others. Um, so when I asked Ralph then about, like, did he ever say anything that he wanted to take back? And Ralph said, no, he'd only ever correct him because Ralph would type it up and show him. And Johnny would turn around and sort of say, no, that's fine. Or oh, that factual thing. Yeah, yeah. If you change that, that was this year or that player or whatever. But he never asked him to take anything out of the book, which shows that this account in this book is really an authentic account of, of his life as ralph was able to capture it and it's captured pretty well um so that's what i'll say about it so i would strongly recommend going on and getting the book lads uh go on to amazon and you know hopefully a good chunk of that money then goes to uh ralph the one that amazon doesn't cream off for all of his work because i think this is the definitive account of johnny blood mcnally stuff and when you have ralph up talking to cliff crystal and cliff crystal picks um ralph hecock's brain uh, about Johnny Blood it goes to show that Ralph is the authority on him and the fact that they became friends um, is really cool too so anyway there's my review and um, my second book review which was you know had copious notes and I strayed from every single one of them and I would recommend as well lads go on and listen to the interview with Ralph Hickok uh, he can say it far better than I can you know a sort of scatty Irishman um, so yeah that's it uh, there's the review so this will be up on youtube it'll be up on soundcloud and itunes and spotify if you want to get me there um as well and as usual uh lads th- thanks so much for listening and ladies and if you want to come on the trip all of that details are at the start and again you can get your spot um in that 1919 club raffle as well but look i'm here with you i'm here with you throughout the off season i told you i wouldn't leave you we're in this together come on and the season's nearly coming back in full swing so again that's the weekly podcast fellas it's back to uh two uh podcasts when the regular season swings around and i'll have all of the breaking news stories and all the rest but i do enjoy breaking this type of stuff down and giving some nice interesting different content if i can in the off season so there it is that's it from me uh for this week follow me on twitter at stdnfl follow the group at uk packers get us on facebook there's a private group get in there uh on instagram at uk packers and until next week lads and ladies i'll see you then